Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd Podcast. I am CJ Mellon. I am Brian Thornton. And I am Josh Burns. Welcome to our show. This episode of the That Kind of Nerd Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you guys on iPhone or on Android. We're just playing on MP3 player, so start browsing. This week, we're going to recommend Walter Isaacson's Steve Jobs. This is the biography of Steve Jobs. It's the only one that's fully endorsed by uh, Steve Jobs himself. Uh, it's an incredible take on a very well-known and public figure in technology, and you kind of learn more about the man that he is and all his faults and all his geniuses. Uh, it's a terrific read, and the narration uh, by Dylan Baker is phenomenal. So you can get this audiobook for free and a free 30-day trial when you go to audibletrial.com slash that kind of nerd. So come support our show. Again, it's audibletrial.com slash that kind of nerd. So I, I am excited for this week's episode because last week we were in Pittsburgh recording our episode right before SteelCon and, and I, I thought it was a good I thought it was a good conversation and it's the first podcast we ever did like live with everyone on there. location. On location podcast. Uh so we gotta talk about Steel City Con because I had a blast. Uh Josh it was it was our first con and Brian I I think you just you know put another notch on the bedpost and said another one down. Um, wow. Is, bed, is that what happens? Is that what happens with Brian? Does he put notches on his bedpost? Yeah, well, I, he ran out of everywhere else. So just, <laughs> the bed's the last place. His belts are notched. All his shoes Every, are notched. Yeah, absolutely. The door frame is, his I mean, door. everything. <laughs> the jam, He's marked the height. The jam of the height. <laughs> the jam of the door. He's ran out of space. The bed's the next place. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Sit down. That's how tall you are sitting down. Got it. <laughs> just so weird brian stop being so weird <laughs> I, i'm sorry i refuse well, fair enough we're, uh, anyway we're anyway well, I, while we're talking about notches on my bedpost go ahead cj uh, <laughs> uh are you still with us listener good for you good for you uh i had a blast at, at steel city con it was really cool it was a little bit of what I expected, a little bit of stuff I didn't expect to see. So I was, I was pretty surprised. Josh, I think the coolest part that you and I got was Steel City Con was like ninety percent flea market, which was really fun. It was a lot of fun, and I, 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 uh, I did not, it did not meet what I expected. Uh, I think the most, uh, the most, the most entertaining part for me was everybody just getting together to take pictures. For yeah. people they don't know, and and uh, I was expecting quite a quite a bit of judgment, uh, quite a bit of comic book guy in that in that space, and I didn't see it at all. Like everybody was just cool. Yeah, everyone was pretty accepting, and no one was, you know, making a if you know someone asked, "Hey, is this your first con?" And like, "Yeah, it is." No one was just like, "Oh, this is where you started." They're like, "Oh, so great! I'm so glad you're here." Um, it was really cool, and yeah, people would stop and take pictures with Jeff, and be like, "Hey, can we take you know a picture of you?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And they didn't even know the other person sometimes that they're in the photo with, but they would pose all together in character. It was great. Uh, the uh, Periscope I have of Deadpool and Spider Man, I caught those guys off guard. That was very cool. Yeah, uh, they they were awesome. Um, and I got to talk to them afterwards, and they were just really cool people. But they were committed to doing it, and there were like eight Deadpools 
at at Steel City Con. And at one point, they all got together and formed a conga line and went to go get food. And one of them was carrying a a, a boombox, an old school boombox. How did I miss that? Just playing music. You missed that? I couldn't grab my phone fast enough to periscope this. No, I didn't see it. It's I, we had gotten separated for a minute, and you guys were like going into the the artist alley where all the local artists were showing off their oh, artwork okay. and their comic books. All right. And I just got stuck behind a crowd of ninety people, and then just like nine Deadpool's started forming a conga line. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was, so it, was cool. it was it was for sure it was a it was a really cool experience. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, doing it again. Getting to the next one, I I, I checked out. Uh, you know, obviously Baltimore is not far off, so. Um, I'm excited. I think I think it's something that I'd like to do again. It was it was just a really cool time. And Brian, you ran into someone that you knew when we were there, right? You ran into a, a vendor. Oh yeah, um, I was in Artist Alley, minding my own business, when I heard somebody scream—well, not scream, but like quizzically say my name—and I was like, "I'm in Pittsburgh. Who knows me here?" And I actually ran into an old high school friend of mine. Uh, her name is Erin. She does a, a really uh, cool series of, of art called Supergroup Hugs. You can actually check it out at supergrouphugs.com um, where she just takes all sorts of different characters and kind of puts them in like cutesy little like group hug uh, photos. I thought it's fantastic. Um, I bought a print of Nightwing hugging a very angry Batman from her, which was pretty sweet. <laughs> it was um, contextual too. I thought that was the coolest part. It's not just like – it wasn't just like superheroes hugging each other. It was it was contextual. There's a each one of them is a little tongue in cheek. There's a little joke there. It's very cool. Yeah. No, I, I was really really surprised and very. Uh, it was awesome to see her. Um, so yeah, honestly, if you guys want to see some kind of uh, very tongue in cheek kind of fun artwork, uh, check out supergrouphugs.com um, and, and check out her work. Pick up a couple uh, prints. It's fantastic. It's delightfully whimsical. Because uh, I, I thought the characters were they weren't overly cartoony and they're still rooted in the reality of the character that you love. I like the doctor was hugging the TARDIS and um, who my, was hugging the and, and it, Iron it, Man one of my was favorites. Uh, yeah, Tony Stark was hugging a bottle of scotch. <laughs> it was either that or I got the Batman one. I chose the Batman one. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, so yeah, that was real cool. And then the uh, people that were were there. So first off, like. I haven't seen what it, what it, I didn't know what it would be like when they had famous people, quote unquote, there signing autographs. The line for Opie for Sons of Anarchy, holy yeah, the crap. line for Ryan Hurst wrapped around the whole the whole place. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, we didn't obviously we didn't get in line because I wasn't going to stand there, you know, for two hours to pay somebody fifty bucks for an autograph or whatever. But um, what was cool was. This dude was all smiles. I mean, he was entertaining yeah. everybody that came up, and everybody was having a great time. It, look, I, it completely blew me away. Um, there was absolutely no, like, no disputes, no tension. It was just very cool. No drama. Every, it was no, great. there's no drama at all. I, it, in a place with that many differing opinions and that many different characters and different, the three of us can't manage I was to just get, say the three of us can't manage the to conversation get, to get through a conversation without screaming at each other. And this is, you know, a thousand hey, 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 people we can plus. get through a conversation without yelling at each other. Brian, this, we cannot get through offended. a conversation without yelling at each other. CJ, why are you yelling? I'm He's making a point and yell. you're just undermining point the point entire thing. His point is dumb. God. These are children. So you have <laughs> an entire event center packed with people to to the point where you know it's it's tough to move. It's it's like a it's a it's a big thing. So I, look, I can't 
I was just blown away. Thank you both so much for getting me involved in that. That was so much. And listen, the artwork that we saw was amazing. Please go check out Jeff's photos because Jeff came with us and he brought a, a camera. Jeff took some awesome photos. Amazing photography. Like yeah. just great stuff. I'm going to use some of the stock footage for the site. It's great. Like, you've um, never seen a dude walk around with, like, a beer in one hand, camera in the other, just laughing the whole time and snapping right. these, snapping all these pictures. I'm like, these pictures are going to be dog shit. And, and they turn out amazing. So good. Yeah. Uh, so go to thatcanner.com. You can see our Steel City Con tab there where it has our, our periscopes, our pictures, Instagram from it. A lot of you are following us on Instagram. Thanks so much. We, I mean, we didn't really Instagram very much until that day. And then uh, if anyone can make sense of my vine, power to you, because even I'm lost on what the hell I was doing. We reached a height of 63 followers on uh, one of the Periscope videos. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, which cool. I thought was pretty cool, which is... Uh, I, did, no, I, did, I, I don't even know 63 people, so that's pretty nice. Right, right, right. Why? Well, I think <laughs> it's about the hashtags. I'm going to have to figure out more about how to do, how to do that. You it's all about the, the hashtags. hashtag about hashtags. It was, it was awesome. So I, I just... I think... I think we just have to explore that more. We we were talking. Uh, I'm. We were talking just about you know how we're going to do this. What are we going to do next? And Jeff and I were even joking about we should dress up the next time because Jeff has the that baritone voice, really, really, really deep voice, and he sounded a lot like uh, Strombad. And then I pulled out my own style, you know, and I decided you know, we're going to dress up the next time. It's going to be good. Um, so I got home and I started looking at how to make like there's actually I'm not crapping you already there's already websites as to how to make a Homestar Runner costume what are you going to do with your arms so the arms are going to be tucked in inside right so I won't have arms clearly Sad life, whatever. How are We're you going to periscope it. with no arms? How are you going uh, well, to communicate? One of you are going to have to pick up the slack. Oh, no, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> I have to do work? No. <laughs> one of you has to be the social media engine behind the website for that. I time. don't know how to tweet. I can't do any social media. It doesn't media. matter. <laughs> this will be your <laughs> learning ground. <laughs> and I'm going to make a helmet where my mouth moves. With it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm going to have a blast. I'm going to reach out uh, a couple friends and be like, here's my ideas. Uh, but so listen, if, if we go to another con, I, I would love to get any fan of that kind of nerd to come along with us, come join us and, and come be part of this nerd community. Cause it's so much fun. And if you've never been to one, just go, just shut up, stop making excuses, just do it. And just, uh, and don't just let go. your dreams be dreams. <laughs> Yesterday, Yesterday you, you said, said tomorrow. So just do it. Silent <laughs> above. Uh, so I had an absolute blast. So and the 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 car ride too was unreal. It, yeah, it was it was fun, sure. So um anyway, and thanks for anyone who followed along with us. I I thought that was so much fun to have a community behind us. So let's let's talk a little nerdy stuff now. Even more nerdy stuff. Let's talk about hey, um I love Netflix and you love Netflix listener. Yeah, I know you do. How about you get the most out of it and let's talk about some life hacks for Netflix. Oh my goodness, this was so good. So everything that I read on this list, by the way, is going to revolve that you use Netflix on a computer. I was going to say, I, I read it, and it doesn't look like you can use it on anything you, but a computer. Wait, how do you guys binge watch stuff? You don't use your computer? I use I my Xbox One or my phone. Uh, right, PlayStation. Well, okay. Well, what But you the computer, do, I could airplay to it. Yeah, you just airplay. So look, yeah. let, me, let me just talk about a couple of these that I thought were excellent. So most people at this point are using Chrome. Um, obviously... If you have a Mac, you have Safari, which is a superior uh, internet browser, but uh, Chrome is very good. So using Chrome, there's these extensions for Netflix. The first one allows you to view 
IMDb scores and Rotten Tomato scores for really any movie you want to watch. So before you're thinking about maybe I don't want to, maybe I want to watch it, maybe I don't, you know, it's good to see other opinions, which is cool. The one that really blew me away, um, anybody who's on Reddit or on Imager, you know, every so often you'll you'll have these posts, you know, best things to watch on Netflix. And there's a lot of people from all over the world on Reddit. So a lot of times they're giving you lists from the UK or wherever. There's a there's an extension that's free called Halo that basically allows you to change your Netflix region. All right. So I can change from the US to the UK and sign in with my Netflix account. I'm not doing anything shady. I'm just changing where I'm viewing from. And I get a whole different set of things to watch. I love their little section and explanation of that. It goes, why should Argentina get modern family when you're stuck streaming five seasons of Undercover Boss? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And, so get some shows that you don't get. But it's no, it's not just the shows. There are tons of movies that are right, not right. available. Right. So this is free. You have a Netflix account. You should have this. Install this extension into Chrome. And if you don't currently have a streaming device that will allow you to, say, stream to your TV from your computer, get one. They're cheap. They're they're incredibly inexpensive. Right. My my favorite feature on this list, and, and we'll post the full list so you can actually see it, is Netflix Roulette. Yes, I was going to say sometimes the same thing. <laughs> I just want a random button. And literally the the uh, the explanation, which is funny because I just went through this, where like, well, you spend an hour and a half trying to figure out what to watch, and then you just end up watching Parks and Rec again. I'm watching Parks and Rec again right now, by the way. <laughs> no, I, I but I'm always happy to settle on Parks and Rec. It's fine. Yeah, yeah but you know what? I've, there's some days where it's like, and I'm watching this episode, and then I start tuning it out, and I'm like, well, why am I even, like, I'm just wasting bandwidth for no freaking reason. Uh, and that's precious to me. The precious. Speaking, yeah, okay. speaking, speaking of which, and I have to just derail our conversation for a moment. For anyone, please, it's your who, topic. Who, for anyone who hasn't seen this yet, I need everyone to go on YouTube and find the Chris Pratt outtakes from Parks and Rec. Oh it's, yes, it's like an eight-minute video. You need to watch it. I, I pretty, I mean, I, it, I did a spit take twice. It's hilarious. Did you and know? We, and I, did, I just found this out. I, I read to take us down the rabbit hole further. Um, that line where like um, it, uh, Leslie is really sick and he, he goes, I just put your symptoms in the computer here. It says you have network con- connectivity issues. That was improv. <laughs> he completely made that up. Oh, that's so good. Chris I'm, I kind of feel like he improv a lot of his stuff. I think the whole cast did. And but I mean, all the outtakes are funny, but Chris Pratt is particularly funny. He did kill in that show. Yeah, he did. Back to uh, Netflix. Yes. So the other part too, if if you have a um, less than optimum internet connection, like maybe someone that you know, maybe one of the hosts of the podcast has had the best internet connection. Isn't that terrible? There's a way to kind of put the end to buffering. And it's almost like doing a Nintendo cheat of, of up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start. Uh, all you, you do wrong. is while you're watching this on, was I correct on that one? No. Damn. B, A, select, it. start. Oh, B, A. So close. No. Anyway, no, if you, you do, uh, Shift and Option, or Shift and Alt if you're a Windows person, and then left-click when you're watching a movie on the stream. You can now open up a hidden menu called the Stream Manager, and it really kind of fixes buffering. It just, you know, instead of having to buffer, then getting five seconds, then buffering again, it's like, okay, hold on. Let me let me get the buffering correct for you here. On, on Chrome, it's Control-Shift-Alt-S. Yeah, I was going to say the next part. You weren't. 
I, I've read it. You were going to skip it all together. When you say anyway. the stream, it sounds very, like, hipsy, hippie. Like, and don't cross the streams, whatever you do. No. Just make sure yeah, that Under no works. circumstances. <laughs> should you, it's a horrible you do idea. That? Do not cross streams, Egon, ever. Uh, and, and there's so many other things. There's also a whole subreddit about the best time to watch Netflix. Or, like, watch Netflix during, you know, off hours. Well, that's pretty obvious, but... When are the off hours? So now you can kind of figure that out, too. After 11 p.m. <laughs> pretty much. Basically yeah. when I'm watching Netflix. Right. <laughs> uh, so we're going to put out a, a link with, with the article here and, and a list of things that we like about this. And if you come across any that you know uh, and you want to share with us, just email us at podcast at thatkindofnerd.com. Tell us your tips for Netflix because uh, we've talked about how we're going to binge watch so many shows and there's so much to do, and there's so much that maybe you don't know about Netflix. We definitely want to hear your input for it. I think I'm going to be using this when Jessica Jones comes out, and then I know this is going to happen when House of Cards comes out. I'm going to yep. be using everything here. Uh, but I love the fact that Netflix can open up itself a little bit, and now you can get some of these extra features. Is there a feature that you wish that there was on Netflix that would help you in your binge-watching experience, or is there anything that you kind of wish Netflix would just make native uh, yes, you know, you know what, you you know what, I, what feature I would like? I would love a feature that answers the door for my freaking pizza delivery, so I don't have to get up. Which is that much trouble to get up and go? Get it's the too pizza much trouble. If I'm if I'm streaming if I'm streaming House of Cards or something, yeah, I don't want to get up. What if you switch from pizza to like Grubhub and they brought you like decent Indian food? Would well, you get up then? No, no. You know what you do? You put it in the comments. I'm I'm watching Netflix. Just let yourself in, and they'll just come in. It's like Kevin McAllister <laughs> leaving the money outside the door, and the guy slips it in. It's like a whole cheese pizza just for me. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> So let's talk about the movie theater experience. Uh, there was an article about are you particular about your movie seats, and I think it resonated with all of us in different ways. Uh, Josh, can you give us a little setup as to you know the context of this article? Uh, I could if I had read the article. I didn't read it so much as so much as uh, it got <laughs> too long. Didn't read. It got forwarded to me. Um, I think Laura forwarded to me, and then proceeded to berate me for a solid. 120 seconds about uh, how I'm so particular about where I sit in the theater and, and whatever. And I, I think that people have, for whatever reason, for people have, you know, I have a, I have a way I have to sit in the movie. If I go to a movie and I don't get the seats I want, I'm bothered for like a good 10 minutes and I miss something important in the movie in the beginning. And then I either ruin the movie or I have to play catch up. Okay, that's you not being people again. That's you being weird. So here's for me, it's this. If there aren't many people in the theater, which is always my goal, um, and it's just me and Laura, or it's just me by myself, I'm going basically directly to the middle of the theater. Right, yes. Yes, and I'm sitting in the middle of the theater just because – Science tells me acoustically that's probably the best place to be. I, I have no reason to believe. I, I've never had a bad experience sitting anyplace else, but right. I know that when there's only a few people, that's where I want to sit. Now, when we have the kids with us, we go like sort of off to the side where there's only like four seats, and that's where we sit because mm-hmm. we don't want to inflict our children on a theater, especially if they have to get up during the middle of the movie, which n- always happens. So there's that. Uh, I don't have a problem with the rest of the movie watching experience, except 
if the theater does get crowded, I don't want to be packed in the middle of a bunch of people. If something like a fire happens, I want to be able to trample as many people as possible in a quick way just to get out. Right? So, like, I need to be near an aisle. Packed. Not I want to help the people around me. Or I just <laughs> want to make sure I get to take these. I need to trample theater, these people. In a packed theater, I'm going to grab one child under each arm and kick everyone out of my way. <laughs> and when you go without the kids, what are you going to do? Just oh well, no! Without the kids, you, self-preservation. Without the kids, I only have myself to fend for. I'm throwing punches with both hands. <laughs> I just incapacitated an old woman, but she'll burn in the fire to get That'll people the hell out of my way. Get out of my. There's a fire. Get out of my way. So in in a pack theater, I always go to. I always I always go to the, you. Well, none, but that's the thing. I'll sit in the middle of a pack theater once, and I'll die. So <laughs> I just won't. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna put myself in that circumstance. Is what, all I'm saying. What is not paranoia? It's not hypochondria. What is a combination of that in one disease? Because whatever that is, that's what you have. I don't know. But did you see Inglorious Bastards? I'm not falling for that shit. Uh, yes, I did, but I don't think you have to worry about someone trying to blow up your movie theater to kill Hitler. Well, how do you know? Because <laughs> Hitler's not alive anymore. He's not. No, no. But a- what if the next one's in the theater and someone comes like back from the future, and that's <laughs> okay. what happened? Now, hold on, hold on. Now you're mixing movies. the The, the analogy was someone trying to saying. blow up the theater to kill Hitler. Well, now there's time travel I don't know where I'm going to end up. And and if I'm in the theater in the middle of a packed theater, and the next horrible person happens to be there, and somebody from the future wants to get rid of what him if- or her. What if the horrible person is you because you trample people when you're trying to it's escape not. the it's fire? It's not. The horrible at the person is theater. never me. I'm never the horrible person. I'm I'm always I'm always the good guy. <laughs> oh right, yes, yes. You're Just the anti hero. Out of my way. You're the people. The one people love to hate. People, <laughs> people do actually. <laughs> you're the bad boy in the boy band. Yeah, you're you're like Johnny Depp and Crybaby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get that reference, Doc Giff. Good. <laughs> so Brian, what about you? I because you go with with a, a group of people to the movies. You you rarely go solo. Uh, what is your preference when you're with a group of people and you're trying to get your movie seats? Um, center in the middle, my seat on the hum- my feet on the hump. Are I you? A sh- I imagine you as a Sheldon just walking around doing. Mm-hmm. The- mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean honestly, it, it's built so He's that gauging you can... barometric pressure. <laughs> yes, right. I've got like schematics and graphs with me, and I'm like, no, this isn't hey, right. Guys, guys, I have a heating chart for the heater here, and I look at the way the the speakers were positioned. This is the best seat. That's Those, what I see you as. The theaters are designed so that I can sit almost anywhere and get a decent experience. As long as I'm in the center, I'm fine. I I, I don't don't really care what row what now what. you you go to a lot of like premieres right first day type yeah. movies so it's a lot of times to pack theater right most of the time yeah what happens if there's a fire if there is a fire then Why? i will die what is with you in the, what fire? Is with you in the fires what happened to you who I'm hurt not- you <laughs> i don't know man i just <laughs> I just keep thinking to myself, what is a fire? Why are they so insistent on making sure I know where the exits are? Because <laughs> they have to. They do the same thing in a plane. You don't sell the exit road and go, I can jump out faster. I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta share this. So every time I take Christian to the movies, which is a lot, um, you know, when they say that in the beginning, he gets up, he stands up, and he looks around. He finds the exits. He points <laughs> them out. And that's how I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> I didn't teach him to do that. He's spotting the exits in case of a fire. That's <laughs> it's, so like, apparently it's in the DNA. So you'll have Christian underneath. He'll be directing you. He'll be like, "That way, Daddy." Like, uh, look, he knows. 
the minute they say it, he knows where the exits are, and it's because something in his DNA is telling him what that if he's a problem. That or he's the, the next exit. Jason Bourne. Maybe he is. I, that'd be excellent. Dad, there are four exits. By the way, the woman there in the trucker hat, watch out for her. I don't think she's really uh, who she says she is. And that right. old lady, I think she's smuggling something in that cane. I'm sure it has a knife. We should break it down. And why do I know that I can run at a full sprint for a mile and a half? <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, there's there, the, it's one rule consistently ever. I must sit in the center. Uh, screw you and your family. I'm breaking up your family's seating arrangement so I may have the center seat. And anytime they come in, especially for a premiere, they're like, hey, can everybody squeeze together because there's still empty seats nope. and there's a space between? No, I'm sitting right here. This is my, so- my spot. I've chosen this spot. I wait in line for this spot. This is my spot. Back so off. What if what, – what if – what if there's a fire? No, 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 not a fire. <laughs> not a fire. I carry a fire extinguisher with let's me now. Say, Every time I go to the movie that, theater, let's say that there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people like you in the theater, and they all have their spots, and they all happen to be sort of right around the center. So there's all these all this fringe seating, and then there's right? a fire. Wait, wait, what wait. do you do? But then then there's that one or two perfect seats. However many is the number that you need, right in the middle. But in front of you are two professional basketball players. Then I light a fire. There, and then, I, and then, and and then, then you leave. start a fire, <laughs> yeah, and everybody needs leave. to know where the exits are. And then we come back in, and now I have new seats. They don't just have let you back in into the, the theater after a fire. It and now work like everyone that. knows why I'm worried about fire. It's you. <laughs> well, I didn't get the seats I want. Pull the alarm, please. Uh, no, uh, I don't get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting in front of me in the movie very often. So I kind of live with it. The thing that bugs the crap out of me is the people that talk during the movie. The people the people that answer a phone call should be expelled. Every movie theater should have ninjas that if they see shit that's not supposed to be happening, they grab you, they take you out, they poof you, they drop a smoke bomb, whatever they have to do, they have to fix this. And I can't stand it when people who are in like this the middle or in the central line of my vision or the assholes who sit the very very front row the very very front right and then pull out their phone and it's like hi here's this glowing light in the middle of the movie those people they have a special spot in hell for but they're all the way up front they're not you're in the center so like you're pitched at a 45 degree angle but you're looking you're not looking down you're looking straight ahead when they bring out a bright light immediately like a moth to a flame like that one's new and you look down josh we're talking about a man who notices when the glasses level changes you don't think he's going to notice a bright light at the bottom of the theater. This is just ridiculous. It's just insane. What about even the person two rows ahead of you who then starts texting on their phone? I don't care. I'm look. I'm not looking at their phone. I'm looking straight ahead. Your field of vision can only encompass so much of the screen, and then you eventually do see the person sitting directly in front of you. No, I'm tunnel vision, man. All I can see is the screen. Well, I wish I had that. And in case there was a fire, you wouldn't know what to do because you have tunnel vision. I would know from the smoke and the heat to <laughs> grab my children and kick people over. I just I, I, I have a very particular way to do the movies. My wife is right along with me. It was fantastic. When we go to premieres and we're the third, fourth or fifth person in line, it's OK. I'm going to run and get the seats. You're going to go slow and kind of block it off a little bit. So this way I can look around. And see what's going on before you go ahead and do that. She's what a diversion. What, what if people get into your seats before you get to your seat? 
uh, I pull the fire alarm. Remember, we just discussed that. <laughs> oh, I don't. But, uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I take 10 minutes out of the movie. Getting on this not my fucking scene. I can't believe him. And I miss a preview or something. And, and then the I first 10 the, minutes is ruined. And he. No, 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 no. Not of the actual movie. The first 10 minutes where it's bullshit of, hi, we're going to sell you Sprite. And we're going to sell you shoes. Make like, sure no you cares. know where the exits are. Yeah, he, he always ignores that. The exits he ignores are. that part. Excuse me, I noticed the water glasses. I know where the exits are, guys. No, my my biggest gripe right now with movie going experiences, besides the cell phone crap, but you know, whatever. I'm not. I'm never going to win that battle with you guys. Is the amount of commercials. What do you mean? That I agree with you. I know, but then you take his side when I say something dumb. Well, because uh, you say something dumb, that doesn't change the fact that I agree with you. It just means you're dumb. That's a true story. Okay, you know what? That's irrefutable. Okay, so uh, you're talking about. All the things they show for 30 minutes before the movie yeah, starts? Like, your movie time is 7.30. You're like, sweet. And then it's like, it's 8 o'clock. Please start the movie. Just start it. But like, I like the previews. The previews are great. Previews got no problem with. Show but me they all show the trailers n- you they want. they show nine previews at two and a half minutes a piece. No, I always... What movie theaters are you going to? I go to one theater. Well, two theaters. I go to you Carmike. Go to Carmike. Or I go to Cinemark XD. Okay, so I went to the the uh, going to put on the, the Reading IMAX eleven because they don't have any other distinction uh, to see Inside Out, and it was ten minutes crap shit you not ten minutes of ads about you know via media and here's Joe's Crab Shack. Come to the Peanut Bar. Like we throw it, peanut shells everywhere in a very unsanitary manner. <laughs> The peanut bar. We don't sweep the floor because fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's but how it, I feel. That's why I don't go in there. Well, but it's, but there's so, also uh, peanut shells theaters. are flammable. Right, highly flammable. And what if there's a fire in the peanut bar? What are you gonna yep. do? Actually, wasn't there a fire in the peanut bar? I, hope I thought so. they had a fire. Anyway, um, cut out the local references, CJ. Way to go. But. Are you not seeing this, or am I the only person who just maybe has a false perception of it that there's too many like advertisements, not trailers, but like ads before? There's gonna be ads. I just, I mean, it's been that way for so long. I've just gotten used to it. That's the thing. I feel like this has gotten worse. The kids like the quiz, the trivia. Yeah, the the quizzes are great. Everyone loves that. Like that's phenomenal. But like, I'm talking like after the screen vision stuff, or after the first look, and you know, after the pre entertainment things. Well, I mean, are you still are you still willing to put up with uh, like the drive in with the "Let's All Go to the Lobby" song for ten minutes? Yes, I love that. That is awesome. What that's nostalgic. No, it's it's nostalgic. Versus like here's an Adidas commercial, here's a Nike commercial, here's a Buick commercial. All right, I forgot about Drake and Sprite. Right, God, the Drake and Sprite commercial. Sprite's become I'm the not, official hip hop soda somewhere along the way. I don't know why. It's because Drake's the man. But but yeah, Sprite he chose Sprite and what, Sprite won. What, what does Sprite, Sprite have to do with because Drake? Because Sprite, Brian. Because Sprite. Uh, but are you not? Am I crazy? I feel like I'm crazy now. Yep. I'm the only person who's bothered by the commercials in the movies. I, yep. I, I'm used to it at this point. I, I go to like two. Isn't theaters. that sad that you just had to become used to it? Nah, no. grow up, CJ. Because oh, listen, man. dude. Listen, it's not making I, my ticket prices less expensive. Listen, it's not funding the theater anymore. Can you do what, me what a favor and just 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 watch the watch the commercials for continuity and tell me how they go? Not very good, actually. Terrible. I have gotten to the point where I can watch several hours of television on Netflix, never see a commercial. I can watch my DVR and say "screw you" commercials and fast forward through them. They've got to get it in somewhere. 
I really don't give a crap. It's only like three or four commercials well, before the trailer. That's literally whatever. what my Facebook feed has turned to do. My Twitter feed is sponsored by this. And hey, check this out. And isn't this ad relevant to you? And I'm like, all right, go away. And I know people have to pay the bills that way. Thanks, Audible.com, for sponsoring this episode of that. <laughs> At least you said it. And I didn't have to say it. At least you said it. That's good. But you know what? But you know what? You know what? Here's the deal. What Audible does for us and, and what our affiliate programs do for us is they help us to pay the bills. Like we pay our hosting. We got to store the files on the internet so, somewhere. So they help there, you do things so that you can continue operating. Right. So, but, so you don't think movie theaters need that too? Like, like movie oh, theaters. How much does popcorn actually cost? What's the cost of popcorn at a movie theater? According six to a cents, movie right? theater, $78. Six, no, right. $78. What, is, what does it cost? What does it cost a theater? Nine cents. So they spend nine cents to buy the popcorn and sell it to you for $80. I think they got it under control. I you're think the markup the, on you're movies is fine. You're buying the experience of cramming popcorn down your cram hole during the previews. I've got no problem with Also... I get told by my son to save some for the movie, and I go, you need to learn. <laughs> this all gets eaten during the commercials and previews, right? and, and, that's, right, and, then, and like, then you're thirsty during the movie. That's what happens. <laughs> right. I'm going to sit here and clear my throat for an hour and a half. <laughs> and then, like, spend, spend two hours, like, getting that little kernel out in the back of your teeth there. <laughs> that's what I did. I'm like, what the hell is that? Here's- my whole movie-going experience is ruined by this kernel of corn. <laughs> No, listen. Just honestly, before you start, I can't even notice the dishes out of order because this damn kernel is stuck in my tooth. Before you start continuing bitching about concessions, um, I read somewhere, and I I don't know an exact source. I read it forever ago. I'm just going to cite it that the amount they spend on actually getting the movie in the theater is a ridiculous amount to the point where they actually lose money for the most part on like ticket sales, depending on the movie. So they have to make up their money somewhere. Ads and concessions. You want movie theaters so, to stay around? That's what you have to deal with. Well, the other thing you should do is this, this is a public service announcement, okay? When they say recycle your 3D glasses, stop being an asshole and taking them home with you. Do you ever wonder why 3D but, movies got but, so but expensive? But isn't it so funny when I pop out the lenses I look like Clark Kent? No. No, it is not. You look like a douchebag. Here's the deal, guys. I look like Clark the Kent. Reason Clark people Kent's take not a those home? The re- people take them home. Oh, my God. My, my cousins – and uh, my niece, she takes them home, and I, I'm infuriated because I'm like, how expensive have 3D movies gotten over the years? Is because every time they have to buy freaking new glasses, the prices are going up again. I don't, I don't go to 3D movies because the prospect of putting those glasses on my face makes me want to vomit. Yeah, the so solution is don't you, go to 3D movies. Well, that's just wrong. I think you're missing part of the movie. Are you going absolutely no, not. you're not. No, IMAX not. 3D is phenomenal. You want to talk about immersion? I, oh, you can God. pull out. Hold on. You can IMAX pull out a is phone. Phenomenal. You can put out a phone by itself. You can put out a phone, put it to like the whole row, the whole theater, right? Could take out their cell phones and start texting during a movie. If I'm at an IMAX 3D, I can't see it. Listen. I can't see it. Listen. 3D is a scam and it's useless. No. There are there are there are like two movies. And we know that because it failed in the it failed in the home. But but that's because that experience doesn't translate very well, and the glasses also needed batteries. It doesn't translate in front of you because if you turn your head twenty degrees in in any direction, it's completely screwed up. Why are you turning your head during the movie? Because what? I can't just sit in one position for two hours. Yeah, man, I'm I'm a fidgety. I'm fidgety. Listen. I fidget with there hands are, and feet. There are Sopranos fans should get that. That were filmed for 3D. And I, will cite, and I will cite one, which is horrible movie. I, I don't care who, who knows it. Avatar was filmed for 3D. 
going right. to see that movie in 3D as to the experience. But right. 95% of the movies that are added not filmed for 3D and it's added in yeah. post, it's stupid. Like Toy it's, Story 3 it's was added stupid. in. Right. It is stupid. The whole industry is bailed on 3D at this point. I think, though, I... See, James me, Cameron is the only one sticking to 3D. Right, and that's fine. And, and he can be the best at it. That's okay. I'm not saying every movie has to be in 3D. But for those no, you're people saying who are, that you just said you're missing a part of the experience by not doing 3D, and I just yeah, said the, no because I'm, I'm tying it together. The, but this the is experience that thing where you're you said something is, stupid. I get better immersion in there, and I don't care if Josh texts during the movie. I don't care if Brian and all his friends are talking. I have a better field of vision with the glasses. If you want a pair of sunglasses when we go to theater, so Josh can text, that's fine. If you adjust your perspective a little bit, it goes all wonky. It's just not, it's stupid. I've never, I, 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 maybe I'm, I, I know Brian, I'm weird. you know what I'm talking about, I know, about, right? I know With, what you're talking about. It's the worst experience ever. There's a, a very finite amount of movies that I say, yeah, 3D is totally worth it for, but every other movie, it's, it's useless. It's dumb. It, it, it hurts my eyes. Hey, do you know what else is useless and dumb, hurts my eyes and had no purpose? The Fantastic Four. Oh, you mean the Fantastic Flop? Yeah, the Fantastic <laughs> Flop. That's great. It's just mean. There's a movie that you should ask, what if there's a, you know, there should be a fire. Let's just so, get everybody out of here. So, listener, I saw this movie so that you didn't have to. You're welcome. Because um, I saw it and it was, I have not been this disappointed in anything since I found out hedgehogs weren't actually blue. It's the worst. Wh- wh- wait, what? They're not blue. They're not blue, CJ. Hedgehogs are like a brownish kind of ugly color. Cancel um, the cobbler. <laughs> yeah, it. it uh, I saw it last night, and I'm still angry about it. That's how. That's how bad it was. Um, and honestly, you can read our review on that kind of nerd if you want more details. But I'll just go into a very brief overview about the acting was completely bad. So we talked a little bit last week and two weeks ago actually, and I said. Um, Oh, I'm worried about this movie. And Josh was like, oh, you know, I think they're great, great actors. Great they cast. are great actors. Not in this movie. Not in this movie at all. And um, the story was just, it was boring. It was long. It was drawn out. There was way too much uh, character development. And then they didn't develop any of the characters. It was weird. Because, like, you didn't feel like you cared about any of them. And you also didn't think that they cared about each other, which is even worse. Um, so I said... That Fantastic Four hinges on two things. You need to have the four of them, the family, correct. And you need to have Doctor Doom be a menacing and, and formidable character. And they, this movie failed on both accounts. The four of them, they, they, they didn't feel like a family. They felt like co-workers. Like, they didn't really care. There was no investment in the characters or in the story at all. Things are happening. Very little things are happening. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I just don't care. Um, and, and it's sad because I am a true believer and I wanted this to be so good. And I wanted, I didn't read any reviews. I knew it was getting horrible reviews, but I decided to go see it anyway because yes, I care about you, Josh and CJ, uh, that I didn't want you to have to subject yourselves to this. <laughs> Instead, I dragged my friends, Melissa and Paul with me and I subjected them to it. And I'm still getting angry text messages about it. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Brian it was, was at work. Just on a soapbox for anyone that would listen. People are walking by my desk. I'm like, did you see Fantastic Four? Come here. We must talk. (laughs) Don't see it. It's It's, so bad. Yeah. There is a. Go ahead. Please go ahead. Well, I mean, and you watch this movie and you got to question, 
Why? What happened? I've never, I've never been so disappointed in a movie since any M. Night Shyamalan movie. And it, the, the real, the real answer is it's a combination. It is, there is a problem with the studio and, and their choice of director. And that's because the actors are great. And the story, I mean, the story, if it was done right, could have been good. It could have been right, interesting. If it was poorly acted, was it the writing? Was it? So I, I, what I found out in, in doing my research last night while receiving angry texts from Melissa is um, Josh Trank, who it's weird because he did, he directed Chronicle and Chronicle was great and we all loved it. And it was very well done. It was directed very well. Um, but with a good script, there was a lot of issues with him on set. He was very, he was a recluse. He he had a black tent that no one could go to where he was like monitoring everything. And he was like really like pushing for flat performances, like telling the actors when to blink and when to breathe and not letting them have any control over their own ability to act. And and, and that definitely had something to do with it. Um, it it's hilarious because he apparently emailed the entire cast. Uh, bef- like a couple days before the release saying, we have the greatest superhero movie ever. It's better than 99% of all superhero movies out there. And reportedly one of the cast replied back, I don't think so. So that, that just shows you, yeah, that shows you the kind of faith that they had in this project and, and the experience that they had. It, it's a shame. And the other problem is the studio. The studio, it was so dead afraid. I was just telling you this, Josh. They were so afraid of losing the rights to Marvel. They don't didn't want to give them up. They just they didn't have any plan. There was no preparation in it. If they had waited any longer, the rights would have been lost. So they're like, "F it, let's let's put together a Fantastic Four movie." And it showed there was what no was preparation. The what was the budget the, for the, the movie? budget? Was one hundred and twenty million dollars? They did twelve million their opening weekend. I thought they did twenty six point two. They did twenty six point two. It is the lowest opening. Was it twelve the opening night? Twelve is the opening night. Okay, lowest opening for a superhero movie ever. Green Hornet, Seth, Seth Rogen's Green Hornet made more money opening weekend. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Seth Rogen's Green Hornet made about $35 million. The Green There's Lantern, a- Green Lantern made $50 million opening weekend. Which is about the same as Ant-Man, by the way. Yeah, I know. But okay. <laughs> just making sure we've covered why, that. Why do you got to keep bringing, bringing back that, okay? Because it was dog shit. <laughs> no, go go see this movie. You will no, see what dog shit is like. No, you just told me that you took a bullet, so I didn't have to. I did take a bullet, but now I'm going to force you like, to see I it. I feel like I took a bullet because you fucking told me to. Listen, Ant-Man. dude. It's ridiculous. If, if you saw Fantastic Four, you would be giving Ant-Man an Oscar. That's scary talk. It, it's it's true. I'm not even maybe a daytime Emmy. Maybe I, a daytime. Listen, Emmy. this is Susan Lucci. We love you. This is not the the true believer in me. I, I it's I'm honestly as just a movie goer, which is why I brought Melissa because she doesn't know anything about it, and she was like, I I I don't. It was awful. I can't even describe how awful it was. She's like, I didn't know anything about this, but going in, besides the fact that there were four of them, and I still don't know anything about it. Like it, it was that bad. It was really upsetting. The the worst thing that I've seen out of this, besides the numbers and the fact that this movie actually exists, is that just like Brian said, the problem with the studio is they want to keep going. Yeah, they don't they don't want to give the rights up, and they want to make a sequel. Now that's just the the dumb rumor. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Just 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 I to put it in not. perspective for how the studio could just be a little untouched with this is that's already floating around. That, so, that Fox still wants to do that. And I'm watching this movie saying, how could the studio let this happen? And then I remember last week, Josh said, studio execs are really smart. And I said, mm. no, no, they're not. 
they let studio, this happen. Studio execs are smart. Now, if if they're going to make a lot of insurance money off of this movie, if it was yeah, if it was a gambit to retain the rights and they get back all of their money in gap insurance, then that's a, still a smart move. Because hence, hence, while I said they're financially smart and just you know street stupid. Yeah, no, no, nobody said that they give any credence to what you know moviegoers want to see. They don't. They don't care. They want to see what's going to make money. And frankly, if they think that down the road they'll have something, well, fine. But essentially, movie studios can't afford to lose. They can't afford to lose their their superhero brand. They can't afford to lose the titles. But if it's not bringing them... It's not bringing them any audience, profit. Right, but see, here's the thing. If Marvel took it over, Marvel would make a mint. And Right, because right, they... Well, eventually... Well, gotcha. Because they, right. but they care about, and Marvel makes a mint because they care about their characters. They care about the source material. And watching this, you can tell they don't give a shit about anything. In there's this a movie. funny, there's a funny picture I posted on our Facebook page where it's uh, a scene from uh, Monty Python: The Quest for the Holy Grail with King Arthur and the Black Knight, and Fox is the Black Knight, yeah. and Marvel's King Arthur. And it's like now you'll give us back the you know the franchise. I think it's in time. Nah, it's but a scratch, right? Yeah, it's a flop. The, the analogy, the only analogy that I can come up with in my head is uh, is a fantasy football one, and I don't care if, if neither of you get it, but I'm going to say it anyway. If I have eight wide receivers on my team and I can only start three of them and seven of them are quality and nobody's offering me what I, f- what I feel is good value to get that player, he's going to sit on my bench. He's going to sit there until I'm good and ready to trade him for the value that I think I can get from him. Right. And that's, that's the business of it. But my question is this, though. Do you think that this hurts Mar- uh, Sony? Wow. Jesus, I'm all over the place. Fox is. Let me name no. every, every producer ever. Yeah, I'm just no, going to name everybody. I think Marvel cares. will just take them no, all and sit it's down. Not gonna hurt. It's not going to hurt Fox. Well here's, well, here's my question. Sony already said, okay, we need help with Spider-Man. Come Sony, help us with Spider-Man. Sony did that because they're in trouble as a studio as it is. They had all those hacks, those leaks, the, the whole department debacle with the interview it was the perfect storm and, and the fact that amazing spider-man not that it didn't make money because it did because it's spider-man but it didn't right. do as well as they wanted it to so, so marvel swooped in and said hey so what you're telling me is I, I need marvel to do the same thing whoever kevin feige if you're listening which i doubt you are but i'm gonna put this out in the ether it's like the secret i'm gonna put it out there oh. you need to go to fox with some sort of deal i, I don't care what it is but you need to help them get Fantastic Four right. They have Deadpool right. Get Fantastic Four right, please. If if we're going if you're gonna go that route and you're gonna put something to the ether, hey, whoever hacks Sony, just hack 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 Fox. Leak the same shit. Save us. Anonymous save us. I'm talking to you. Hack <laughs> Fox. Make okay, it happen. Now we're hacked. And we're uh, what do we I have to hack? Over. I don't have I anything don't do you? <laughs> the listener right now is very concerned for their personal safety. It's okay, listener. We're, we've got you. We're a buffer. You don't have to worry. But thank you. I will say this, Brian. Thank you so much for seeing this movie so we don't have to and knowing that it is as bad as it seemed. You, and there's you need no to thank Paul and Melissa, too, movie. for subjecting it. Uh, much, much appreciative to those two for helping out. Because I, I don't – you're right. I don't go to movie theaters by myself. So I decided to, to drag two, two unwilling participants alone uh, along for the ride. As long as we're talking about uh, superhero movies and hopefully, you know, something that won't suck as much as Fantastic Four. I, I doubt anything's going to suck as much as Fantastic Four. Uh, DC's got a, some new plans to move ahead with another TV show. 
because uh, they seem to be taking over the smaller screen a lot faster than they are the big screen. Which uh, is fine. They're doing a great job of that. So far, so good. Well, we the jury's still out on Supergirl yet. Um, but it's going to be a show called Powerless. It's going to be uh, pretty much a here's this normal guy working at an insurance firm. And it's going to be kind of shot like The Office, where it's like a, a workplace comedy. Uh, so we're just going to be following around some poor schmuck who needs to fill out all the insurance claims when Superman tears <laughs> down Metropolis. That's, what, is I that, thought about that a million times, though. Go ahead. That's not That's not really how I read it, though. Isn't it that the there are some, like, you know, low-grade superheroes working in this office? Everybody else has superpowers except for this guy? I, I The way I read it is that it's just a normal guy doing his normal thing in a world filled with superheroes. That's the way oh, okay. I'm reading it. All right, all right. I thought they were in the office. Yeah. No, I the, no, I don't think they're in the office. I think you're going to see some low-grade superheroes make an appearance. I think he's going to have to interview Blue Beetle about what happened to that <laughs> building over there. Um, you know, seriously, you know, did you have to blow it up? What what happened? I mean, I, I'm it's on the It's the stuff sense. that you never think about after you watch those movies. Like, well, that place is per, you know, put to shit. The thing you is, know, you know, file I, the paperwork I, I for think, that. I think if they, if they have the right character if they have if they cast the right guy who can like make a really good jim halpert face then, <laughs> then it's just gotta be jim be halpert okay. just cast john krasinski in that role. I, I just i don't think we're gonna get john krasinski at this nah, point he brother. He's, he's an executive producer now he doesn't mess around with that he's a he director did a movie now. with he's, matt damon he's directing yeah. a bunch of stuff he's he's an ep for nbc yeah nah I, what, what networks what network is doing this nbc Okay. So they dropped Constantine, which was a little upsetting because I really enjoyed Constantine. Uh, Except we're going to see Constantine in Daredevil now. You no, mean we're going to see him in Arrow. You mean oh, Arrow. in Arrow. That's we're going to see him in Arrow. Which is good news for anyone who loves Constantine. There's definitely uh, Constantine. some speculation, and, and I think it just got confirmed not too long ago that he'll show up in Arrow. NBC mm-hmm. is launching a spinoff off of Constantine, which is weird, uh, about Lucifer, uh, which is a series that they do. And um, that I've never read, read. So, so to be honest with you, I don't have any background on what Lucifer is going to be about. Sorry. And um, then they're going to do this Powerless show. Then you'll have Supergirl on C- CBS and Flash and Arrow on uh, CW. Oh, and Legends of Tomorrow. And Powerless. Right. So that sounds like a good attack for DC on on the TV front. That's yeah, they're that's, doing that's great. Good for they're them. They're doing wonderful for TV. Yo, I I the nothing jury, on, just like he's, nothing on Netflix. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, I think they realize, come on, you can't jump into that market and just expect to just win. I mean, start tackling TV because Marvel's not killing at that. I mean, honestly, how I much think- better? How much better would the Flash be on Netflix? Um, Uber. I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I really like, honestly, the, I don't know. I really think this the way they're doing it is fantastic. Um, they they cast Jay Garrick for season two. Um, they they're talking about uh, some other villains showing up and. I, Drawing a blank now as to which one I, I got think really they get a more about. flexible approach to this this material and starting to nod at the things that are c- happening currently in pulp culture. Like um, uh, Cisco wore a shirt that said "That's my spot," and it was the Sheldon couch for the Big Bang Theory because the, in the Big Bang Theory, Sheldon wears the Flash stuff all the time. So they get to do like these nods of, that are happening in real time on TV. Who and I don't know if you can do that. Hell notices that. I, I did. To be are honest. you kidding? Yeah. The, the, Tumblr noticed that. Are you kidding me? I Tumblr know. was like, <laughs> Look, dude. <laughs> Tumblr is filled <laughs> with people like you, so don't don't point site Tumblr Except like it's a reputable I'm not source. on Tumblr. <laughs> I 
What does that mean? It's not a reputable um, source. No, no. Uh, but no, it was, I listen. I think that's cool. I think having the the show of the what happens after the superheroes have you know done their deed or where are they now? Kind of you know thing of well, okay, well you know my building is gone, my small business is done, but I got to go collect insurance money. I mean, they made fun of that a little bit in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. God, I hope the, that's not the premise. No, I hope I not just, too. But when the building came down and they're just like, "Oop, better send the Stark Relief Fund over here." They're just like that's fun. Like like that, everyone well, laughed. You a realize bit. <laughs> like while he's flying to that building, he buys the building. Yes. And then destroys it. Yes. There's there's no um, there's no Tony Stark that that besides Bruce Wayne that does that on the fly in the DC universe. Right, exactly. So someone's got to pick up the tab. I don't know. I think that's a cute thing. And just like you said, if you get someone who's Okay, now I don't want a- to see it at all cuz you just said cute and right, that's just right. awful. Right. You screwed it up. Oh my god, it's so it's, cute. It, it's going to be wonderful. No. I'm not I'm not uh I'm not really hopeful about Supergirl. We've discussed that. I don't Listen. I don't know what to think about Powerless. I don't know what I, to think about Powerless. But the thing that made the office so magical is three, two things: uh, Michael Scott, Jim, Jim Halpert, and Jim and Pam, and yeah. that's it. The Jim and Pam romance is like why we all watched it for so long. And there's not going to be that thing in in Powerless, at least not that I see. So I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about uh, every man in a superhero world TV show. I, I don't think I can buy it. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I think DC's going to pull something out. I certainly hope so, there. CJ. I think DC's going to pull something out. I think it's going to work. And NBC doesn't kick around, you know, too much terrible, you know, TV. I know Josh has opinions on Thirty Rock, but I mean, if it's you get, awful. If you get some humor, I mean, they also did Parks and Rec. So, you know, you, I love Parks just, and Rec. You just said how much you love that, and that's the kind of the scope and the scale that they're looking at. Right? They're doing a one camera comedy like that that's kind of like Listen, Parks and every, Rec. every network has their their crappy shows and their wonderful shows and it's yeah it's gonna be shot like the office it's gonna be shot like parks and rec you'll probably have cutaways and be like yeah so i had to go to this building that you know booster gold decided to blow up and jim halpert face into the camera and, and that'll be it yeah we'll see <laughs> i wonder if uh, the dunder mifflin building gets destroyed by someone in scranton it's not gonna take place in scranton nothing happens just, in scranton that's entirely true <laughs> um, just by the way, just super. I know we're, I don't want to talk about it at all. Besides the fact that I have to acknowledge it since you brought it up, Supergirl got a new trailer and it looks just as bad as when it you know when we first saw. No, it. I boo. think I now here. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by that show. No, nope. <laughs> I can tell you for a fact, I am not happy about this show at all. And the first episode is going to suck. Yeah, the first episode going to blow. The, well, the first one. Uh, he, well, yeah, but I mean, the first, I only watched the first episode of True Detective, and apparently now eight episodes in, it's getting good. Of season two or season This season, season one. two, yeah. Yes. Season Have two. you heard anything about season two yet? I just said that He's I watched talking the first about episode, two. thought Have it sucked. You heard season two. People were disappointed by the ending, is what he's trying to get to. It's ended. It's season, over. Season two, everyone went, oh, that was kind of bad. Thanks for taking me on a couple hours of nothingness. I read a couple things that eight episodes in it gets good. Well, it takes eight episodes to get good. Apparently. Super, I don't think Supergirl can last eight episodes. <laughs> I don't think it can, I don't think they can do it. If they don't get it on episode two, it's it's gonna be dicey. You think so? That quick? every I, absolutely every pilot's absolutely. a little dicey though. So I I think I think it's gonna be okay. We'll see. I, I th- I'm, I'm a little I'm intrigued. You have I Listen, didn't think the Breaking I, Bad pilot I'm, was dicey. No, it wasn't dicey at all. Yeah, you know, it, it gets till season Scrubs, three Scrubs till it's pilot dicey. Was dicey. That was amazing. 
I didn't think the Sons of Anarchy pilot was dicey. Never that was seen pretty it. damn good too. I've never seen it. Yeah, stop wow. stop shaking your head in judgment, Joshua. Hey, hey Brian, how was the first uh episode of Deadwood? Was that good? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, come on. <laughs> Wow. We have to get Josh to watch Chuck. One of our listeners left a comment that said Josh needs to watch Josh Chuck. Josh does need and to watch Chuck, but the only thing right that's now, hinging on him watching Chuck is you watching listen, one freaking right episode now, of Deadwood. He is in no, the middle. No, it's not he, one. Yeah, he just, he's going, if he watches he one, he will watch the watch rest of them. Listen, right. Josh right now is balls deep in the West Wing. I've got time. I've got time to watch Deadwood. Josh, how far are you in the West Wing? Uh, I like season four. See, he's, he's got two got... seasons. The guy's gonna burn through it. You have whoa, whoa. one day to watch Deadwood. There? I thought there were seven. Seven. So he's got oh, he's I'm got sorry. three seasons. Three seasons. Yeah, and if we know anything about Josh Burns, he sleeps a lot, so he doesn't get an opportunity to watch you know Netflix a whole bunch. <laughs> and he didn't just give us a whole guide as to how to stream Netflix a lot better. You're right. You've got plenty of time. For the love of God, watch watch Deadwood. So this man watches Chuck. Fine. That listener. Yeah, because if finally I get, gets if to, I get to, done to the West Wing and start Parks and Rec again. I'm, You're done. I'm not, right. He's never going to do it. And okay. then it's your fault, Brian. Wow. And listener. By the, time I'm, by the time I'm done Parks and Rec, uh, you've got the Arrow and, and the Flash. Are Everything's back coming on. back. Fine, fine, fine. I'll start it. No, this no, weekend, fine, fine, fine. This weekend. Next I'll do week, it. I want Josh to be like, Chuck is a freaking awesome show. Chuck That's is what a freaking awesome show. Well, I, out of your mouth, that means nothing. The man who has the, the most swap My opinions matter, sir. Yes, but not about this. We need Josh to say it. Fine. I'll watch it. I got it. can't believe you. You have a house to yourself and a bunch of cats. Watch Deadwood. That, that just sounds like a recipe Ladies, for disaster. Ladies, just remember that afterwards the cat to male ratio will be low, but just right now, just Drastically give them some breathing. lowered. Just breathe, give him some breathing room. Now's not the time to text so he can buy you an iPad. Just let it, <laughs> just let it go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Which, which direction was, was Tinder? Would we say just, you know, no pass right now? Just I'm pass right helping now. them buy an iPad. I'm not buying the iPad. What do you think I am? Made of money? Uh, yes, actually. I thought your palatial mansion was full of iPads. You actually I use do. them as a plate. Yeah, but I use all my money for my entourage-style mansion, for my entourage lifestyle of cats. <laughs> just leave, leave the iPad on the dresser. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, will you do Pretty Woman when you open up the iPad box and then they put their hands in it and you slap it? <laughs> Does that happen? I'm sure that happens all the time. Almost basics totally. love iPads. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, listeners, uh, I got to thank you for sticking with us. I think it was. I think it was a good ride at the end of the day. Did was there any topics that you guys wanted to talk about before we let uh, let our listeners go? No, we were all over the place tonight. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks thanks for listening to us so listeners i want to remind you get your free audiobook and your free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash that kind of nerd help support the site we really would appreciate it if you let us know if audible is a great experience for you uh thank you for making us your walk around the neighborhood or your drive to work and thank you for listening to that kind of nerd podcast Brian, we cannot get through a conversation without yelling at each other. CJ, why are you yelling? I'm just trying to say that we don't He's yell. making a point, and you're just undermining the entire thing. These are children.
The reason that Brian has such a hard time getting up to get the pizza is right now his cat-to-male ratio is very high because his roommate is away and the cat-to-male ratio is off so he will trip over a fat cat now because he doesn't have another another guy there to balance out that ratio. If you don't hear from me by Tuesday, you'll know the cats ate my face. How did Brian die? A cat? A what?